This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Welcome to Conduits of Trouble, Zolgad and Scoggins, as always. And uh, Chip, let's start off with the Vikings who, okay, I'm torn here, Chipper. Yeah. The Vikings in three games from now. So they get Detroit, they get a Thursday night game next week against Washington, Mm -hmm. and then they go to KC. Yes. I'm very torn here. Patrick Mahomes uh, suffers what looks like it was a significant knee injury last night. Now they're saying maybe three weeks best case, but he ain't coming back in three weeks. No. He's going to miss this game. The good news is you get what's-his-face. Is it Matt Moore? <laughs> uh, the bad news is, as a football fan, yeah. this stinks. I, I don't, I'm not uh, torn on it. I'm, I'm bombed because I'm covering that game. Oh, and yeah. I was, I, was, I was so excited to watch that offense Absolutely. with Mahomes. And it's just – I'm sure Vikings fans you – know, you don't see a guy injured, obviously, but you're like, okay, this is good, right. good for the, the, the Vikings. But, yeah, I'll be surprised if he plays. Sounds like they said dislocated kneecap is there, which is, I guess – Travis Kelsey uh, said the best case scenario, right? So it's not surgery; it's just rehab. Kelsey said that when he saw him on the field last night after the injury, his knee didn't look like a knee. I know that. Yeah, it was. <sighs> so um, hopefully, it's not for his sake. Uh, you know, anything too lengthy, uh, and he can come back without surgery. But yeah, I mean, I was that was a game that I was really excited to go see because you, I mean, you have this generational talent, and you see all the highlights that he's putting on tape and all these throws and crazy things he's doing. And so I was excited to see it. And so, yeah, of course it's a little bit of a letdown that uh, you're not going to be able to watch him play. All right. Two or three weeks ago now, I guess, the Vikings leave and you depart Soldier Field. Yes. And let's be honest, all <laughs> hell is breaking loose. <laughs> Stefan Diggs yeah, is about right, to yeah. go on a wildcat holdout for two days because yep. he doesn't like the offense. Really can't blame him for that one. Yeah. Um, but they're 2-2, two and two and it feels like they're 2-7. and seven. It feels like... They're just it's falling it felt apart. Like the sky was falling. It really sure. did. Yeah. Come back, beat the Giants. Now you should, and the Giants are bad. Come back, back and beat the Eagles. Now the Eagles secondary was bad, but I was impressed. Yeah. W- what were your takeaways from from that game, especially Chip? And where do you think this team stands right now? In I, your mind? Yeah, I wrote about this that I thought that that was Kevin Stefanski's best day as offense coordinator, Philadelphia, because we saw him open things up. We saw different wrinkles. You saw reverses. You saw a reverse where Diggs was going to throw the ball. You saw the the quick game screens to Diggs. Hey, just throw it out there. And if they're playing off, throw it to Diggs. And if they're playing seven yards off, throw it to him and let him make his – and he got an 18-yard gain out of it. Right. We saw throw down the field. Um, we saw shovel pass. We saw them go tempo after the, the first – on the first drive, it was third and 13. They get a 20-yard completion to, to Thielen, first down. Boom. Uh, Stefanski calls tempo. They run up to the line. Philadelphia is, is confused. They're trying to get guys on and off the field. And and uh, Dalvin has a 14-yard run to the right side. So, I mean, we saw the creativity that 
you've kind of been hoping to see from this offense and not just we're going to run, 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 run. And let me make sure I got the numbers right. Going into that game, they were they had the fifth most first down runs in the NFL. Is like 58%. First down uh, against Philadelphia, they passed on 17 of 33. So what was that, 50, a little bit over 50%, 52% yeah. probably. Yep. And so instead of saying we're a run-first team, they said, hey, the Eagles have a terrible secondary. We're going to pick on them. And it's like – be flexible. But we, what's so funny is people like you and me talked about that all last week. It's not this game plan where you're like, what? where did that come from? It's like I, it amazes me in that sport, the lack of common sense game plans. <laughs> yeah. No, no, serious. Philadelphia, yeah. their corners are out. They're, they can't, you know, yeah. statistically, you look at this, you know, I, I put on my hoodie in the morning, go downstairs, get on ESPN.com, and statistically it says Eagles run defense, number one. Yeah. Eagles pass defense, number 27. I wonder what yeah. the Vikings should do on Sunday. So it, it drives – and this has well, been a long-standing thing. It drives me up the crazy – it drives me crazy up the wall how many times teams hold to their principles of this is what we this do. This is our identity. It's like, no, yeah. change it. Well, and that's what, the, that's what the Patriots do, right? Whatever it takes. Yes. But here, here's where I you felt like correct. it was different. So filled up. They had a big lead. Games of laugh. Ha ha. Games over. Well, all of a sudden it's not. Yes. It's twenty four to twenty. They come down and kick a field goal. It's like nine minutes left in the third quarter, I think. Yes. And it's twenty four twenty, and that's where things could have been like, uh oh, now we're tight. Let's run Delvin. So the series after that twenty four twenty four twenty four to twenty lead, Stefanski calls three straight passes mm-hmm. to start the series, and then a reverse where Diggs can throw the ball. Now. To me, that's that felt different. Whereas there might have been a uh, tendency to say, to like retreat or crawl and shell. Let's give the ball to Dalvin. Let's hand it off, and you know, no, they kept throwing. It came out and had probably their most creative uh, drive of the thing, where you know, three straight passes and then a reverse pass. I mean, maybe that was a new uh, a leaf being turned over by Zim too to give them the freedom to do that. Not said, hey, let's get back to running well, the ball. What I don't get, and, and I don't mean to sound, I think this always comes off, Chipper, sounding super condescending, and I don't mean to. Um, but what I don't understand, too, is in that game, they did a really good job of of managing Kirk. N- not him. He wasn't. He was better than what you would consider a quarterback managing the game. But I felt that his superiors, Stefanski yeah. and Kubiak, managed him well and took advantage of what Kirk does. And that's what I don't get that the Vikings don't do. Like, they, they so often treat him like, well, ultimately he could do this. It's like, no, he can't. Yeah. But if he's given help. So I go back to Green Bay, week two. What were you thinking? Like, that yeah. play call was stupid. And I know Kirk screwed that up, and he did. But, but if I had come to you in um, July and been like, hey, Vikings are running the ball really well yeah. in Green Bay. What do you want to do? You wouldn't say, you know what I think they should do? Take an end zone shot. Yeah. Well, with a bad offensive line, like in that situation, you can you can say, "Yeah, I run the ball" because you're just running it down their throat. I didn't mind the play call, just. I, but it was tempting fate with that quarterback. It, it, maybe it was. It's tempting a great fate. play call yeah. with Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was tempting fate. I asked, so actually, uh, they got me Stefanski on Monday because mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to him about this game plan. I said, and I asked him, I said, "Is it me or are you guys using more boots and all that the last two weeks against the Giants in, in Philadelphia to move the pocket because that's where." Cousins looks a lot more comfortable when he's outside the pocket, not just standing there. Yep. And Stefanski said, I don't know what the percentage of, if it's more, but he said some defenses just lend themselves to that more. This like the, the Bears do not lend themselves to that. And the Packers didn't because and the Packers did, they took that away. That and answer. that was brilliant. Yeah. And, and another team will do what Green Bay did. 
Sure. They'll run right at, right at him, and they'll dare you to, okay, Delvin, you beat us. We're going to run right at Kirk. And the question then is, can the Vikings answer that? And he said, he said, obviously, that's dependent on because so much of that is you're faking the handoff. And so you have to be able to establish a run to be able to sell that first because so much of that is fake and then boot. Absolutely. And so he said, you know, he just said so, it probably looks like we did more of it because those two defenses allowed it more. So we'll see if because, I mean, he just looks a lot better when he's on the move and they're moving the pocket. And when he's delivering the ball quickly. Yeah. Well, that's it. Just get what you when, when, said about the quick pass. That was my whole first thing. First play was that. And first, first series quick should screen. be. Yeah. Because if, if Kirk gets confident, Kirk is pretty – he's fine. I mean, a lot of this is mental. Yeah. So if you come out and say, hey, Kirk, we're going to put you in, in a position to fail, he will fail. But if you come out and say, bang, 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 bang. Yeah. All completions. Or let's say three completions. But you, the fact you're doing it. He's well, okay. And that's what I asked uh, Stefanski. I said, if they're playing like seven yards off or however far they were – you just throw that quick one to Diggs because Diggs is great in space where you yes. give him these quick and he cuts. I said, well, that forced him to come up and play press covers, then you can throw it over the top. And he said, yeah, in theory, that's what you're hoping to do. And I've always said in, in that, if I was a defense, what I would do is within five yards, especially with Thielen, I would plant a fist right in his gut. <laughs> no, seriously, I would. I, I would make it painful to get off yeah. the line. Because if you grab him, the that's going to be a is, hold. The problem is if they do – Thielen's strong and Diggs is – No, I know. And if they do – and, and you don't jam him, yep. you're in trouble. You're right, exactly. Up, but that's up. what I'm saying. I, I would actually come, come up and I'd, <laughs> punch I'd, I'd, I'd punch him right in the gut. Because you take away it, – it's hockey. You take away the will to play. I think they might I, review that. I don't know if it works or not. Yeah, but you know what? They would. Are you kidding? These idiots wouldn't review it. What do you did? Did you watch the Packers game? No challenge. Packers Lions game. Did you watch that debacle? Yeah. They wouldn't review it. But I love this game plan. I thought it was good. And Detroit statistically now. Yeah. Now speaking of which, that yeah. Packers Lions. Come on. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, I've been talking about it all week. It was a joke. I mean, you're watching that, and I had no skin. Didn't care. I, I didn't either. But there I were four, but there won, were four like, calls. That I hate to see a team get robbed like that. And I normally don't comment on fishing because it, it's it's low hanging fruit, and every team gets screwed. Kidding. You know, I'm making a career off of it right now. <laughs> Seifert, you and your, your Christmas gift is going to come from my uh, from my take of my paycheck for officiating commentary. That's a, a couple years ago. Like Seifert's going to. I'm going to make that my uh, expertise in a, you know ESPN. Really? Why? This is why. Hey, listen. <laughs> it's the I, gift I, that keeps on giving. There's not a lot of things I can tell you. I can sit here right now and tell you that Kevin Seifert, smarter than Zolgad Ruskagas. <laughs> he's one of the smartest dudes. I'm not kidding. He's one of the most <laughs> cerebral, smartest dudes I know. I know. So when Kevin's like, yeah, I'm going to be the officiate. At first, I'm like, that's weird. And then I thought, no, you know what? This is going to work perfectly. Yeah. Because all hell broke loose like a week after he announced that he was going to do this. And I'm like, I know. you're the one guy at ESPN. No fear. Well, it's like the other night. I mean... Becoming nationalist. When is this? When is a fishing not going to be? An, is this just how it's going to be for now until eternity? I hope not. It when is it not going to be a story? When they start to implement things correctly. See, I don't. I'm not sure about you. Yes, the calls on Monday were terrible. I mean, those two on Flowers were just yeah. egregious. But I don't fault the guys on, on the field as much as some. I fault the system. I fault the fact that they have paralyzed themselves now. The rule book is far too big. The the uh, chipper. But now we're calling phantom stuff. And they don't know a pass in- interference call. They don't know what it is now. They they don't even know what to call. I know. They've, like, lost track of, of that. But they're not reviewing it. Like, they will I, not overturn them but, now. But what I told, what I said is what I would do if I got in charge is I would rip up the current rule book. I would shrink it by a ton. And stuff like what Flowers did. 
the only penalty I call on hands to, to the face is if I clearly see the hand go up below the face mask. Well, he's jerking. Or you grab the face yeah. mask. Other than that, though, and the league, and there's precedent, and it makes perfect sense. Other than that, what I would do is on Monday, I would I would have league people watch every game, and if Flowers subtly, like, jam the guy's mask, that's a fine. And if you recall last year, the helmet-to-helmet crackdown, we're going we're gonna to yeah. eject guys. The league realized pretty quickly this is going to be really tough. And so on Monday, they'd go back and watch the games yeah. and hand out fines. And hand fines, yeah. I, that's, that's what the, the rule book Fine them be. instead of penalize them? Yes, because they, it's not fair. Officials can't. That guy's trying to make a call he can't see. Yeah, I know. Well, the thing is, the thing is, Seaford had the stat where since whatever week, coaches are zero for whatever on challenging pass interference calls. So they basically have said, you better tackle the guy. Or it better be like the Saints game. Or, or not, they, they or don't not even open. know. Not but then too. why? Then why early in the year did they, are they changing that on Dalvin? The Dalvin call, I know, it's I like, know. Well, and and here's the one where and the see the problem is as profitable as that sport is, it's such a joke. The play the Thursday night game, I think in week I think it was week three or four, uh, Packers Philadelphia. Do you recall there was a touchdown pass? I think it was like to Ertz. It was to somebody on Philadelphia. And they, and they wiped it out and threw a flag. The league went back and reviewed it as a scoring play and said, no, it's not a flag. Pick it up. It's a touchdown. But here's the problem. And I saw this on Twitter, and the person that pointed this out is 1,000% right. They can't review that play. They killed the scoring play. Why can't they? Because they killed the score. Oh, because they killed the score. The flag score. killed yeah, yeah, the that's score. Right, that's right. They yeah. can't look at that. It has to be challenged. But they did. Yeah. But they did anyway. They don't know. I mean, I'm I'm very well, confident the in saying. Like encyclopedia. But they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Like these are people who don't know what they're. they're the thing that drives me nuts, especially in sports, is fans and, and people in our business that think these are smart people. They know what they're. They don't know what they're doing half the time. Yeah. You talking about the officials? I'm talking about everybody. Yeah, I'm talking about leagues. I'm talking about <laughs> Roger Goodell has no clue. Well, what I, I mean, he knows he's making money. He knows he's fleecing players. But as far as the actual content of the game, it's, it's, he has no clue. And it's become they just over legislate everything yes. every year. And it's like, I agree that there was a I was what game was it? I was on the treadmill running. And they're literally it was, brag again. Yeah. Oh okay, yeah. You're yeah sorry. Now. Sorry. Okay. No. I, but I was watching it and I was thinking. It was literally like, I'm going to run till the end of this quarter. Because you were sweating and losing weight. <laughs> but it took forever. I, I ran like 20 miles because, because I saw. You now weigh 125 because of the National Football League. Those SOBs. Now you're, you're emaciated. Never, do, do, never get on there and say, I'm just going to run till the end of the quarter. <laughs> You'll be like Forrest Gump. <laughs> run, Chip, run. I wasn't planning on running this far. Oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I just ran eighteen <laughs> miles. Hey, but the corner's over. <laughs> I can no, stop no. now, thankfully. Oh gosh! <laughs> I can't remember what game it was, but I did that. I'm like, this is <laughs> never do that again. No, I'm not going to make that mistake. But yeah, it's just it's become hard to watch. And I'm just going to keep drinking beer till the end of this quarter. <laughs> Here's the thing. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's the corner over yet? I feel Here's sick. Here's a pyramid of. <laughs> I feel ill. I've never drank so many surlies in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now, now I saw this on Twitter, and, and Vikings fans are panicking because they think there's going to be an overcorrection for the Lions, right? They got screwed. Oh, I threw it out there. <laughs> oh, I threw that out there immediately. 
Oh, are you kidding? Your old pal, your old pal wasn't going to let that one go. Tuesday morning, I was on the we're going to get screwed bandwagon. <laughs> you teed that one up. <laughs> are you? I wrote about it. First bad call. Yeah, here it comes. I put it on scorenorth.com immediately. <laughs> Vikings should be very concerned. I said if I'm Zimmer and Spielman, Tuesday morning, yeah. I would have been on the phone yeah. to the league saying, "Do not! I yeah. don't want to see anything, yeah. anything untoward in Detroit." There, there is going to be an overcorrection. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I think there might be too. That's the problem. I well, trust them not to. They're not going to get. They're going to get uh, the benefit of the doubt. We'll say that probably. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You think Flowers <laughs> is going to be called? My fear is that Rips was helmet off. No, my, he didn't touch it. Oh yeah, no, he's fine. My fear is that Griffin or Hunter or somebody's going to have their hands slip like mildly. Yeah. They'll be like, ah, oh, that's 15 yards. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But so. it's, it's ridiculous. And it's making, you know, the sport already, the product it, itself, if you watch individual games, yeah. is not very, is not really good. Well, it takes the flow out. And then the officiating makes it awful. Well, that's the thing. All these penalties take the flow out of the game. So it's like, yep. and I thought Cousins was right. I didn't, I wasn't there, but I heard him uh, I heard yesterday too. say, yep. If there's a big play, you're looking around. I do the same thing. I do That's too. Like, like my first reaction now. Like you always do it on special teams because it's like somebody held to, to break one. But right. anytime that's a, that's your natural reaction now is to look for a flag. I know, and I do it's it every like, time it's, now. It's become conditioned to it because I, it's. But how sad is, is that? I know that, that you're not that you're not celebrating. Like, oh my gosh, that was a great play. You're like, is there a hold? Is there? Did somebody grab somebody? Yeah. You know. A push off. Yeah, I mean it's everything now. I know. No, it, it, it's, we become trained. Like that, there's so many flags that that's how. It, but they need to. But here's the thing: it's no, not good for the product. But here's the thing, Judd. Do you stop watching? No, because I'm. I don't addicted. That's I know no that's the thing. I don't. But I, mean, I, sure I mean, feel. I, I may sure complain feel, about it on Twitter, but I don't stop watching. I sure feel entitled to gripe about it. But I, here's the thing: Do you think it'll hurt their ratings? I don't, you know, those I saw things someone, are so weird. I think it's Mike Freeman know. or somebody, a national writer, say that this is the worst they've seen. They've covered it, the NFL for years, and this is the worst officiating, and that it'll affect um, ratings and viewership. I don't, I, I, don't I don't think it will. I, I don't know. I mean, I see it. Like, people say, you see it on Twitter. All right, I'm done with the NFL. I'm not watching more. Are they really done with the NFL? Here's my watching? problem, and I've, I've said this for, for years now, is beyond officiating, Chip, my problem is the product's just not very good. Like, the Philadelphia game yeah. I thought was fun. Yeah. The Oakland game here was awful. That was a bad game last night, but I watched it. The Atlanta game, well, I do too, but I, I'd like to see the product improve yeah. too. I, I'm just talking about for enjoyment purposes. I'll still watch crap. Well, think about the, but, like, Matt Moore and, and uh, Flacco last night were terrible. And yeah, Matt Moore. I still watched it. I mean, it was bad quarterback. You, you could tell, like, Troy Aikman was just exasperated with that game. He was, like, ready to just call it off. But well, I still sat there, and as painful as it was, and as boring, like when Mahomes went out, you're like, "Ah, oh, this is this is not good." How bummed do you think you you are? Um, and, and this is passed from what I think it started at CBS, went to NBC, and now at Fox. How bummed do you think you are when when you are a top guy? You know, you are. Well, it was Sims who's terrible, but yeah. um, um, Collinsworth for a while there, yeah. Aikman now, and you're told. We got the Thursday night package, and you're doing games. And you know Thursday night football is just bad. Yeah, I mean, I, seriously, I yeah. would maybe great teams, but just or fun teams in theory, but just it, guys cannot recover. No. We've we've, covered, we've been and it's in, a lot a, of bad teams too. But well, yeah, yes. you're right. I mean, we've been in enough locker rooms throughout a week to know there's no way guys are ready to play physically on Thursday. Oh, it's ridiculous. You should not be playing the previous Sunday if if you have to play. I mean, I don't like it, but if you have to play on Thursday. You should not be playing the Sunday before. That sport's nope. way too 
way too brutal. And there's not enough good teams. And you know, for for every for every fun game, Seattle Rams that you get, sure. you know, Chip, it's going to be Washington and the Vikings. I know. <laughs> it's going to be a slaughter. Yeah, it's going to be Washington's yeah. awful. Yeah, they're terrible. Yeah, they're a complete joke. And yeah, and just just physically not being ready. No, I, three I'm, days I'm with later, you. you know, especially if you have to if you're the the road team and have to travel. I mean, it, I'd, I'd love to see what the percentage is on that. The Thursday night road train uh, road team's record. Ooh. But I, but uh, to circle back to what you're saying about officiating, I don't know, and yeah. all and all I know is that they need. I think they need different people in charge. Full-time refs, I don't think, would help. Well, the one thing that would help, though, is how do you how does the umpire in the Packers-Lions game not go in knowing what Flowers' move looks like? Oh, so you, you're saying, like, film study more than it's been Absolutely. Week? Yeah, maybe that, maybe that part of it. But I, I was thinking, like, training. Like, what could you do well, tra- no, other I'm than th- watching film? I'm thinking yeah. if you're assigned a game, part of your job game week during the season is to sit down and watch those teams closely several yeah. times. I wonder if these guys do now. Well, they probably do as much as they can, but still, I mean, how do you not know that's Flowers' move? Yeah, I like don't. that's part of your job. To yeah, be like, I'm going to be watching if you're watching him. that position. And then, as people have have said, it, and they're right, then the key is if you see his hands start to slip, you go up to him and like you're getting very close to slipping, and I'm going to have to flag that. So be careful. But instead, you know, this guy just throws two flags, and it's awful. With and those guys make good money now, right? They make hundred thousand dollars, probably. I'm sure they do. Yeah. With as much well, money as, as the NFL prints, yes. What would it take for those guys to be? You'd have to pay him what the, the umpire a million bucks. I don't care what I'm paying them. Yeah. At this point, when at does it point? reach the the crisis level that Goodell says, you know what, we're going to devote this amount of much money so these guys can be full time and they're going to be it's a, it's a job like Monday through Friday they're studying film they're whatever. I'll play they, that. Cost a team the Super Bowl? I mean, the Rams, the well, Rams, it, and Saints near did last was year. as close as you can get. I, I mean, I don't know. I would have thought that we'd be there. I wonder and they, why they don't. What's that? Have full, make them because they're cheap. Because they don't want to pay them. Because they're cheap. It, it, they three three months ago, Seifert wrote they killed the program that made some of those guys full time. So they like scaled that back and said, "Forget about it. We're not doing it now." Because at one point they of cost, they went they didn't to think it was improving. I it. forget what it was, but it doesn't matter. They there's no excuse even not for to. even for appearance sake because yes. that's that's everybody's comeback is like oh, they're not full time. They're you know they're yep. judges or lawyers or whatever. They should if they were full time be better. I don't know that necessarily we would. But they see should a be, dramatic improvement. Judge, but they should but, be but just for optics sake. Yes. Whatever the price is on that. Well, and what's the downside, right? Like what's the what's the downside? Other there's than no, you have to spend more money, which you you you're a billion dollars. But you're looking like idiots. I know, I know, I agree. Like you look like complete doofuses, and you get nothing right. That the crisis that that they won't admit to too is this: Mike Pereira, who I think was pretty damn good yeah. supervisor of officials, quits to go to an easier job, and I'm sure get paid more at Fox, right? Sure. And then the floodgates opened. Your guy, Gene Steratore, yeah. I, goes to CBS. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry McCauley, NBC. Um, Perry, ESPN. ESPN yeah. They've lost these top guys. Yeah. Oh, Blandino, who who wasn't great, but replaced Pereira, goes to Fox himself, mm-hmm. and now we're left with Alberto Riveron, who won't, who doesn't know what he's doing. I know, I know. And and the, how's that not the crisis? The, prob- the problem you run into is what was the prevailing sentiment after that Thursday night game after Bears Lions. Or uh, uh, Packers Lions. Oh, on on Monday night. Or Monday night. I'm sorry. That the officiating had screwed the, the Lions completely because they wanted the Packers to win. Oh, then it was fixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. Yeah, that it was fixed. Mm-hmm. That 
Packers always get the call. The NFL wants they love Aaron Rodgers. They love that. You're right. They love that franchise. They wanted the Packers to win. Yep. And so you have, and I don't think there's a like conspiracy like, hey, let's rig this so the Packers can win the division. I think there's just bad officiating. I agree. But there's a healthy segment of people that do believe that 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 the NFL is going to do everything in their power to make sure that the Packers won. And so you have people thinking these games are fixed. Yes. And that that's the well, perception problem. Not it, that to me is more alarming than you got terrible officials that hey, the NFL is conspiring to make the make sure the Packers win the division. So if that's not the crisis point, it should be. Yeah. Then what is, Chip? Well, it should be when you, when there when there's like it's just like the NBA when they think it's rigged and that you know, you're going to put whenever somebody thinks your thing is rigged and not just incompetent, that's that should be the tipping point to me. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But yeah, Monday night was awful. Um, it was just it, it's embarrassing. And and as I continue to say, the problem is this: if that's one game and that crew just sucks, it, it's like okay, that's embarrassing. But right, but that was three games, at least three. It might be more. Um, Kansas City, uh, their their game mm-hmm. affected by officiating. Sure. Seattle, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. What do we talk about in that game? Yeah, officiate. So that's at least three. That's a hat trick of your games in which we are talking about. So this is not the cruise. This yeah. is this is above them. You know, at least it's in systemic. at least in baseball, I can yeah. tell you, I can tell you this. CB Buckner's not good. Laz Diaz is not good. Sometimes they're just Angel like Hernandez. Strikes. Right, exactly. But like, I can tell you who they are. I don't think they're fixing games. I don't think that there's any. I, now, I, I don't think that that they should be home plate umpires. Joe yeah. West. Um, I don't think they're good at calling balls and strikes, but it's not untoward. And I could tell you, I don't think these guys are, are good. That's a league problem, but it's but the league could easily fix it. To me, in football, it's way above just um, uh, yep. this crew's bad. It is your whole system stinks. Mm-hmm. Your rule book is too big, and you're trying to have these guys look for things they can't possibly see. And you know this too. And this is what just drives me nuts is. The league and the competition committee and coaches sit there drinking in March, and they're like, "Let's look at that again. Yeah. Slow that down. Let's see. That should be a penalty." And it's yeah. It's, How is anyone going to see that? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, and there is an arrogance about Goodell in the NFL. Is no matter how much people scream, I think they still think we'll, we'll just add in another rule, and and people keep watching. Correct. But do you really want people and, and, to your you point know, and to the point? We do keep watching. <laughs> what well, we do, no, we do. But do you really want? Let's say it's five percent of your fan base is like that game was fixed. Yeah, no, that's to me. That's that's, that's a, a great problem. point. Yeah, to me that that's where it, it feels like it. It um, I don't know if tipping points the right word, but that's where it feels like you need to be alarmed by that if you're the league. Prediction for Sunday: What do you think happens at Ford Field? I think the Lions are actually pretty good, but I think. I think I think I like the way the Vikings offense is, is rolling now. Um the defense obviously is you know what we thought they were going to be. Right. They're healthy in the back end so you have now Hughes is I think is playing really good. Yeah. Alexander's you know back and playing good. So I think they win. I think it's <clears throat> maybe a field goal 6 points they win by. I just I I don't I think the Lions are better. I think they're pretty good but I don't I'm not totally buying into them. So, uh, statistically, Detroit, just in, in the normal defensive stats, is not good. They can't, statistically, they're, yeah. I think they're 19th in scoring defense against the pass and run. 
Now, Collar did a scorenorth.com piece that, that did a deeper dive on their defense mm-hmm. that actually shows it's not terrible. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, if they can't stop the run consistently, yeah. Dalvin's going to gash them. And here's what I need to see, and this is not just a Kirk thing. I need to see the coaching staff continue to put him in a place to succeed. Yeah. But if they do, now if you play a, if you play a really good defense, that gets tougher. But I don't think the Lions qualify as really good. How many really, really good Bears? Bears, yeah. I mean, they're not I, that I thought, many. I thought, they're not that many. I mean, the Eagles are terrible in the back end, but their front seven was good. I no, mean, you're if, right. the, if defense line's good, so it wasn't like... There's not a lot of great defenses. No, I mean, so... The Vikings are among the best. Yeah, and you know what Stefanski said? I thought, he said, if you have one unit that is dominated, you're going to keep feeding it, and we've seen that. I mean, we've, we've seen two games where they just run the ball, <clears throat> and we saw the last two games where they basically said, we're going to throw it. A lot, right? And so, but I love the quick passes. I do too, and I love them. I love them um, masquerading as the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because but just let Kirk get in a rhythm. And, and I will say this: the the two plays that I I would pick out in the two games that they have, have lost as awful as awful decisions was the Green Bay mm-hmm. first and goal was a, was I thought a bad choice, and and this was not a bad d- decision, but not to go back to it more was. The deep pass for Thielen in Chicago that missed. Yeah. You, you got to keep. You you can't be like, oh, Kirk didn't do it, so we no. That was our one shot. That shot. <laughs> yeah. That shot has to happen. Let's say four times. Sure. Yeah. But eventually, because here's the thing, Diggs or Thielen eventually might catch that ball. Yeah. And you might be like, oh my god, they caught it. But yeah. they're that good. This is not our. This is not our. You know, our old days of um, of uh, uh you know, aroma should do. Sure. Where it's yeah. like, oh, you missed him, and yeah, that's that was, it. That was your one shot, yeah. Well, and how much do you think, too? Well, I think the line, particularly last week, played pretty darn good. Because they got the ball out, I thought, didn't you? Yeah. and then they, But they they also, when they wanted to take those two deep shots, or they took four, but or three, I mean, they hit two of them. Yep. He had time. And so yep. I thought, you know. Rashad Hill. Rashad Hill came in. and, and then, played great. Yeah. And uh, – so, I mean, I don't know if that was something you can say is going to happen every week, but I thought they played pretty good last two weeks. Well, worst case, I, I think if you go in with a plan for Kirk to make quick passes and, and go bang, 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 that helps because then the pressure is not there. And, down, and then yeah. if you can get play action off that and take – because I'm not talking about taking 10 deep shots. I'm talking yeah. – but against Chicago, you had to keep going back to that yeah. sometimes. Yeah, because I can't remember – was that – That's first quarter. Yeah. They didn't have a whole lot of – Plays that game is basically three yeah. and Alba, so uh, right. But that yeah, they didn't you, take a lot. Yeah, they missed on the one. And it's like, oh, or, yeah. And then, and then you know, and then I think Kirk starts to doubt Kirk. Yeah, and he's like, oh boy, I didn't make that. But and you got to basically tell him, no, Kirk will will because he can make the pass. Yeah, I mean, he overshot him, and that's a really bad. But he's played really well last yeah. two weeks. Yeah, you know, I just think they've gotten him into a, a confidence zone. I also think the last two weeks that he he must have got a talking to because it's almost like he is not thinking as much now it felt that's what i he felt burdened coming out of chicago and starting with the giants game he sort of cut it loose how can i put this because kirk's a different cat he felt like he felt like tom cruise's character in in risky business oh yeah like his parents go away and he like gets this <laughs> confidence about him like it's not a it's not like uh oh my god kirk cousins is tom brady confidence yeah. but it's sort of like this I'm okay. Yeah. Well, I felt like last week. I don't and, care and even, as much. Yeah, in the, in the Giants, that just felt like he was cutting it loose. wasn't worrying about making mistakes because sometimes I think he he wants to be so perfect oh, with everything. Absolutely. That it it's, um, 
it works counter, you know. And so it just felt like, I mean, there are a couple throws. I mean, like the Diggs third touchdown. Yep. Um, the one he had to uh, B.C. Johnson roll great, out and just, just – Great play. He just the Thielen like touchdown was a nice – The Thielen one, the, yeah. Just great touch yeah. on that pass. I mean, he's got touch. It, but it just seems like he's cut, he cut it loose. Like, I'm not worried about if, I'm, if it's picked. I'm not right. worried about if it's – I think he has a I, – I think as far in his brain as he can not care, he's not caring. That's how – yeah. Which is not, you know – That's the, what Zimmer's been saying, right? Like, just don't worry about it. If you make right. a mistake, don't worry about it. Don't, you don't have to be perfect. Think about Mike saying that, too. That's really interesting. Because <laughs> he's the guy who, you know, said, know. Case Keenum's got a horseshoe up his behind. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on. <clears throat> let's move on yeah, to, you, the, to your team. Mike. How, you, how are you feeling, man? The debacle in St. Paul. I, I want to read a quote. <laughs> all right. So they got their drawers blown off, basically, by Montreal. We're taping this uh, on Friday. So they, they got their drawers blown off by Montreal after losing to Toronto on Tuesday. They lost in Montreal on Thursday. They're awful. Okay? Yes. But I'm completely at peace with that. This was coming eventually. Like, you were going to have to pay this piper. And mm-hmm. so this was coming. So so for anyone who's like, well, maybe they can recover. No, they're not going to, and that's okay. Kaprasov hopefully comes over next year. They're not going to be the Blues? I, I dra- right, exactly. <laughs> you don't have Ryan O'Reilly. You're not going to magically get a goaltender from the AHL who's going to stand on his bleeping head. Uh, but that's fine. I'm cool with that. I mean, we all should... You know, I, I've been saying for two years this has to happen. Like Re- you've got rebuild. to get, you've got to get bad. You just yeah, exactly. And and a lack of points helps you rebuild. So um last night though, in yeah. Montreal, <clears throat> they hold, of course, the obligatory post game closed door yeah. meeting. At which Captain Miko Koivu speaks and gets <laughs> up there and I'm sure says, you know, we gotta do better, blah, blah, blah. Uh post after that, locker room opens. Jason Zucker provides the following comment, and I'd like your thoughts about this. So he starts off t- talking about the fact that the team met, and he says, I think it's more than that, more than that's going to have to jumpstart us, to be honest with, with you. It's going to be each individual guy from Bruce on down. Bruce has got to be better. We've got to be better. Everybody's got to be better. That's it. <clears throat> Yeah. I'd like to weigh in, but I want your thoughts first. Yeah, I, I was. It, I mean, I like myself that that quote stopped me in my tracks because you just don't see a player call out a coach like that. Correct. And I think the comeback is going to be saying is uh, today. I'm guessing if they talk to Zucker and kind of damage control, they're going to say I was trying to say we all have to be better. Yeah. But he used Bruce's name twice. Yes, he did. And so um, it'll be interesting to see how Boudreaux. I'm guessing publicly he'll probably handle it okay, but privately he might be steaming. But mm-hmm. um, I think he would, if he was going to do that, I think he should have said, Bruce needs to be better. I need to be better. Miko needs to be better. Stahl needs to be better. Yes. Parisi. And then and I, instead of just Bruce needs better and we all need to be better. It, it, it's just it's just weird to see a, a player use a coach's first name like that and saying he needs to be better. And how do you, when when you're this bad – like this team yeah. stinks. Yeah. Which is they're slow. They're old, they're slow, and, and the young guys are not dynamic. Yeah. And and they have to play. And they're scratching them. But right. And they're scratching them. But I was the first thing that stopped me was if you're Jason, don't you and, and you know what? I appreciate him talking. Yeah. Okay. So because sure. that's cool. But don't you look down at your jersey and say, Do I have a C on that jersey? No, I don't. Okay. So I'm pointing the finger at myself, which is cool. 
And, and his first part about the, the fact that, you know, TV. us closing the door yeah. and meeting is not going to solve things is absolutely correct. He's, I'm sure he's right about that. But you don't have a C. This, co- this poor guy, this poor coach, who, by the way, has, has been to more playoffs than you will ever be to be at if mm-hmm. you're Jason, um, has been doing his best to get up there after every game and just say something. Yeah. And not say, like, not throw Jason out. Zucker's awful. Or Eric's, really slow. I feel, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel empathy right now for, for Eric Stahl. Watching Eric Stahl play is difficult. I, I feel bad for him. Yeah. Like, I think he's a nice guy. But for him to name the coach. And people tweeted me, well, you don't know the um, – you didn't hear the tone. I don't care what the tone is. You named the coach, like you said, Chip, yep. twice. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's the thing. It's like, what, it was seven games into the season? We're having players-only meetings. And the problem is, Judd, and we talk about a rebuild, but look at these contracts you're stuck with. I know. How are you going to rebuild when you're stuck with contracts? Well, what you got to do is you got to go to – I hope these guys waive the no trade. Jason's got uh, – Jason has, I think – a limited no trade, and so does Stahl. So they can both be, but Stahl's worthless right now. Like, like you couldn't get a bag of pucks for him. Cool. And, and Prezi raised it in offseason with Michael uh, Russo. Yeah, though. the problem with him is the is if he retires, if he goes to another team and retires, that like comes back on the wild side. That the Parisi and Suter contracts are awful. Like they're worst yeah. case now. Koivu, I would go to, and I would say you, you've got a full a full n- no move. But would you like to possibly go to a contender and win some faceoffs and play third line? Yeah. Um, but it doesn't – Parisi and Suter, you're stuck, I think. Now, if you could trade Zach, I'd trade him. I'd, I yeah. would give him away for nothing. Um, but, you know, the other thing, too, is I know that we're, what, seven games in? Yeah. Are, are they one and six? Mm-hmm. I, I know that we are less than ten games in, but I had a feeling that they weren't going to be good. Not this bad. They're awful. Yeah. I thought they'd be a fringe playoff or worse. Uh, they're terrible. But you don't need to be spinning this. Like I mean, Bruce post Toronto finally. I think I think he's growing comfortable with this. With what's happening, yeah. yeah. Bruce finally said because Mike was saying you're so slow, and Bruce is not wrong. They are, yeah. But Bruce finally said this is what we have. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, if you, you felt like you could it, change up systems or you your power or move your power plate, you can't make guys faster. And if you're Bill Guerin, you should. Absolutely tell Bruce, I'm not going to fire you this year. We're not going to do that. We're not going yeah. down. I don't, in fact, I don't want those wins. I'm not trying to milk wins. After the season, we will decide. And if you want to quit or I want to move on, that's fine. But I want you, I don't want you to scratch any of these kids. Yeah. Um, we will try to trade guys that, that we can. But there needs to be an acceptance here. But that comes from the owner. Well, and he's got because the, the owner. But if you're Garen, you got to go go to him now and say you screwed up with Fenton. You hired me, and I'm telling you right now. Yeah. What? And, and the owner went to Toronto, I think. Yeah. And so, sat with Garen. My guess is Billy's he told him, "You're this is off. Well, this team's terrible." Which and, is fi- which and, is fine. I'm I'm so comfortable with this. I'm so happy about this. <laughs> that's right. It's right. But it's been so long overdue. They milked the process. But you really want to sit through a, a year of. Oh, absolutely. Bad hockey. 87, 88 North Stars. And you know what it got him? Mikey Madonna. I abs- yeah. I've embr- embraced the suck. Yeah, so now. well, the, it, it, It's the year of the cap. And, <laughs> the cap is coming, and I'm, you got to embrace the suck. And that's where. Um, if I can write that down. And that's where people. <laughs> embrace the suck. And that's where people have been saying, you know, the Wild have been spinning their wheels where. They're good enough to where they won't get a good draft pick, but not good enough Correct. to where they can make a, a legitimate run in the playoffs. So they're yep. in that limbo status. Yep. I don't think they're going to be in limbo this year. No. And so. No. But 
if you look at it from the business side and Leopold's side, you already see season tickets holders dropping their tickets. Yep. You, you're advertising for the first time in forever. Yep. I'm guessing you're going to see some empty seats in that building soon. Oh, oh, people and, with tickets aren't going to be showing up. And so. Oh, I've seen this play before. And remember last time they had to go out and sign Preezy Suter and yes. make it something. Yes. And so they've been. Leopold's very resistant. Remember, as soon as he what, what he sent out the email to to fans, right? It, well, this is yeah. not a rebuild. This is a but. This is what re- or rebuild on the fly or retool on yeah, the fly. Yeah, and it's not going to happen. That, that he has to, but he needs to accept this. And here, but here's the 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 light at the end of the tunnel is if you're confident, and I believe he now has voiced his desire to play here. If you're confident that Kaprasov is coming for next year, and you get a high draft pick, yeah. And you know, keep in mind your blue line's not terrible. Your mm-hmm. pro- your problem is that your forwards are all. You got to remake your whole. Uh, your forwards are forwards, awful. Yeah. Like they can't. They don't. They can't finish. And you have no dynamic player. But if Capriso, who do you be- like out of that group? Well, well long term going forward, I need to see. I need to see the kids. I I don't know. I mean, Fiala's been bad like so Greenway? far. But here's the problem, and I've seen this before. You know as well as I I do. <clears throat> excuse me. That if you have a non dynamic bunch of kids, if they're good. This this situation will drag them all down. Oh, without doubt. So it's very hard. Yeah, you to, don't want to have a losing locker room with young players. But you know, I don't want, and I don't want my young players hearing Jason Zucker name the coach as being part of the problem here. Well, that's like what what is Preezy going to be behind the scenes? What's Suter going to be behind the scenes in a in a in a season that goes off the rails? Well, I'm sorry. This is where Bill Guerin, who won Stanley Cups and was a captain type of guy, has to go and say, "Boys, sorry, too bad. I don't want to hear from you. Like you're, you're stuck." I've been saying that forever. They're stuck. They sign contracts. People are always like, "Well, it's a it's a it's a problem for the Wild because they." I've said, "No, it's a two way street." Yeah. They're stuck too. So it needs to be explained to them. You're stuck. What I don't want is a fringe forward though naming a coach. As far as this is not the, no, we're not doing that. We're not playing this game, Jason. I, I'm I'm guessing we're going to have some damage control today, probably right. And but it doesn't. It, yes, and it doesn't matter. He's going to yeah. be gone. It's just it's it's a bad look because it's unnecessary yeah and it shows it again do you know what the, this is to me this is the final sort of salvo of of the lack of self-awareness that this collection has always had and yeah. we've talked about that for years yeah and you wonder too though how much of, of uh zucker's frustration from hey this organization tried to get rid of me multiple times and so there's no yeah because fenton tried there, to trade him twice yeah there's no times. loyalty to to me so and, or or was it just Holy crap, man! We're one and six. We're playing terrible, and I'm, my frustration just bubbled to the surface here. And, and everything—it might be more of that. And everything he said, I'm fine with, but to do it twice, yeah. and then to name Bruce twice, and and okay, he said, "quote It's going to be each individual guy from Bruce on down." I'm actually okay with that. From Bruce on, that you know, that's—I mean, you could have said from Bill Garen, you could, yeah. could have said from Greg from Leopold. Leopold, yeah. It's when he comes back with Bruce has got to be be better. You know, we've got to be better. Yeah. It don't don't. I just wonder what like name what, the head coach. What more could Boudreaux do at this point? Nothing. I don't think anything. He's I mean, he's doing everything he's, he can. He's, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say he's perfect, but I, I what I would stop. What shuff- has he done? The like, only thing that I would do is I would stop shuffling lines to try. He's and trying more. to find something. I know, but it's not going to happen. I know, but I, if he didn't, the comeback would be like, Jesus, do something. Well, I mean, you got to yeah, this but up, you no, know? no, I'd calm people down. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. They're bad. They're finally bad. They're finally. Yeah, you can't do it if you're a coach, though. Like, you can't say my players. No, but there bad. does have. You, I, I think, you know what, though, Chipper? It's 2019. I think there has to be, and I know people don't like it, but we've seen it in different markets. 
I think there has to be a level of acceptance to exactly where this team is. Where you do, I mean, the Miami Dolphins are yeah. embracing the suck like nobody else has. Yeah. Um, I no, you know what? There's enough teams that dump now that I think you do have to say it's hard to do it though from from the first week, or first two weeks of the season. Hey, man. <laughs> I, how long have your has your has your buddy Judd? Long how, enough. How long has your buddy Judd <laughs> said this was coming? Think about how, how many years have you? I told I know, you this was coming. Know, but you know, you've been playing with matches. You've been playing with matches <laughs> in the garage around the gas can, and for two years you didn't burn the damn thing down, and now it's ablaze. And the fire department's on the way, and all oh I can God. say is. I told you so, Chipper. Yeah. Well, you've been wanting to rebuild for a long time. Because it was inevitable. Because this, this collection was not going to do it. it. Yeah. It, well, it, the chemistry wasn't there. We knew they were going to get old. And, yeah. And, well, and the personalities were never there. Yeah. Like, that's the problem, is they never... It became quite clear, I thought, three years back, that the personalities... Here's the problem, Judd. By the time you rebuild that whole Ford group, Spurgeon... Oh, I know. Hey, you said, hey I'm the one who Suter. said... I uh, on an earlier You're waste prime years of guys. Do you know what I said on an earlier episode of Judd's Hockey Show this this off season, I said, "Don't give Spurgeon the extension and trade him, and get a lot for him in yeah, March." Judd, man, you you got to have some good players. You're not embracing the terrorists, are you? <laughs> what are you going to do with the goalie? Oh, he's gone too. He'll be gone eventually. Yeah, somebody in the minors. I, I yeah, I would just rotate Staylock and somebody. If if I could trade. Uh, Dubnik, I would. Oh yeah, I. This is a man. You're all in on embrace the suck. It's a five alarm fire now. It was a three alarm when when I when I when I called the fire department and they refused to show up. And now the and now the building is ablaze and everyone's like, oh, we got to get out of here. And I'm like, what are you going to write in February? What are you going to write? That I, this is I've never been so happy in my life. <laughs> this is how you build a Stanley Cup. We're on the ground floor, Chipper. We're on. I'm standing you're, up. And I'm so excited. We're on the ground floor of a Stanley Cup team. That's right. You're 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 getting. You're seeing it from the bottom. Embrace the suck, oh, man. Oh. Um, oh, and the one thing too is, I will say this. <laughs> and just for visuals, Judd just stood up. Is like he's out so, of seat. He's I'm so excited. I got to pull my pants up. up. <laughs> I got to pull my pants up because I'm fatter than you now. Um. So like, the what. Like, what? Don't pretend your pants are down. You're just they were sagging. They were you sagging. Sag, I pull my pants. Oh, 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 I'm pulling them up. No, they they sagged. <laughs> pants optional for this. Oh yeah, pants. It's, it's a podcast. Who cares? <laughs> um, the one thing though I will say is they should write Paul Fenton a thank you because oh, keeping the, a the, thank you. The Nino trade was terrible, but keeping Coyle and keeping Granlund w- would have kept them probably a In little that, bit better, yeah, more competitive. Yes. Yeah. The incompetence of this team right now. Is exactly what had to happen. And what are you going to do when they when what do you call the what was the wild the uh, furious rallies the furious rally? They what are you going to do when we have a furious rally for like a week or two? I don't know they're capable. The forwards are so bad. The wild doesn't have a furious. Rally? Well, they tried against Pittsburgh. They yeah. tried really hard late in that game against Pittsburgh. Here's the problem: they don't have. They're so undynamic up front, and they're so slow. I don't know they're capable. That's yeah. a really good question. But if they have a week, a good two weeks, that's fine. You're still going to be awful. And that's that's the thing that that. And I, I don't pretend to have watched yeah, every game. Down. But we'll wrap up here. I'm tired. Isn't it the thing where they, they'll play good for two periods and then just have a a, well, a, a stretch where they just yeah, or they hang on for whatever. How yes you and categorize no. It? They're giving up goals and spurts. Yeah, which is you know obviously bad. I get that. Uh, but what we're not acknowledging is they're not getting any chances. They can't finish. Yeah. So. Okay, you lose two nothing. You know, let's say you give up a goal in the first and third, yeah. but watch them try and finish. Yeah. It, is, is that just a lack of speed to get to the? It's a lack of speed. It's a lack of skill. They, they don't skill. have skill. Yeah, they they don't. I mean, 
the group of older players um, who have slowed down a lot also don't have skill left. Well, like their hand-eye coordination is going. You know there's trouble where after game one, we're breaking up the top line. I mean, how many NHL teams are you breaking Russo's up the top? headline was my favorite after game one. It's already time for changes. <laughs> normally, no, it's not, Mike. Normally we say, I always make a point when I go cover a season opener or whatever, and if it's bad, it's like, okay, it's one game. Let's not panic. We panicked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rightfully so. I think you watched two games and said, oh, oh, this is worse than I thought even possible. Yeah. But, yeah, so they're giving up goals and spurts, which is why they, they lose 4-1 yeah. to one or something. But they aren't. They don't have the finishing. Now, can Cunning and Greenway and Fiala and those guys e- eventually get there? Absolutely. This season should be all about those guys. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I don't. But right now, they're, they're not there. And I also don't think that they have the direction. The, the biggest concern, if I'm Garen, I have right now is what you just said, which is the development, both mentally and physically, of those young guys and not allowing better older players to get anywhere near them as far as if it's going to be a problem. I don't know it will be. Yeah, and you wonder at what I point. I want them to be. You wonder what the record will be at what point do they, if it keeps going down this route where they say, all right, all young guys on the top power play, we're just completely shifting gears here. That's what I would do as soon as possible. You know. I mean, you can't do it after seven games. Yeah, but Chipper, I'm telling you, Eric Stahl can't move. Yeah. Like, nobody can move, you know. Parisi's still trying hard, but, and I'm not saying he can't have a good week or two, but it would be different if this was, if you thought that, oh, man, these guys are, you know. Or if you thought funk. this is just a bad start. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But this isn't, Eric Stahl, it's hard to watch him. Yeah. Like, I feel bad. I'm not exaggerating here. I'm not trying to dump if on If you thought Eric. it was a bad start, but it was going to get better, you're saying. Yes. It's not getting better. I don't think so. I mean, they have no speed, and the game is built on speed, yeah. and I don't think there's a speed pill. Well, well, there actually is a speed pill, but it's illegal, and I would not recommend it, unless you're watching a wild game. But if you're me, just drink beer. All right, that's it. We're done. Condo, it's a trouble, which is nothing but trouble. Talk to you. Bye.